With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G. Because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from Rootmetrics second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement. So let's say you're into yoga or Pilates, or maybe you dabble in gymnastics like me. Either way, you know being flexible is key to doing what you love. That's why Smoothie King created this stretch and flex smoothie for people like us with whole fruits and organic veggies plus type 2 collagen. Make it part of your daily fitness routine to support flexibility and joint health. So try the stretch and flex smoothie and tart cherry or pineapple kale. Order online today for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. Good evening. Welcome to the club with LC Day Trippers. Uh, the podcast for supporters who do not slaughter their own players. Uh, I say that because Phil Casey <laughs> couldn't make it in tonight with a language excuse, but we are joined by Gav, James and Keith. Lads, how are you feeling? Great. James? All good, yep. All good? Yeah. How could it not be good? Exactly. Yeah. It's hard to argue with that, Andy. It is hard to argue with that. I've seen, uh, despite what Trevor Sinclair says, he reckons we're not enjoying ourselves because of a few VAR decisions going our way, which were correct decisions, and uh, the players aren't enjoying themselves because of that as well. I think he's wrong. I think I'm having a ball. This is... Is the same Trevor Sinclair that... um, was tweeting a couple of weeks ago about Liverpool fans. Yeah, and then yeah. it was uh, it was tweeted from his pocket or something along the M lines, or he didn't mean it. Or oh, you started? Did he, what did he say again? It was something about it was bin dippers. Stupid bin dippers. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Trevor can think, think yeah, so, can fuck off from early doors. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, of course, we played uh, Wolves yesterday. Team selection was only one change: Naby Keita out and Ads Lalana came in. Bit of a change in shape. Gav, are you happy with the team selection and how we started in terms of the shape? Yeah, you haven't got many options, have you? Like we were talking about this last night. The options aren't really there. If you look at the if you look at the the bench that was there last night, it's creeping up, isn't it? The amount of players that haven't actually properly played four team football with Liverpool. You know, Nico mm. Williams was on the bench, Curtis Jones, um Elliot. and then Elliot joined them there yesterday. So the bench injured. Yeah, yeah, and the, the bench against Leicester had two of them on it. This bench had three. It's creeping up there. So the options were quite limited. I think Shakiri had a slight muscle strain or something like that, so couldn't play. He's a doubt again for Sheffield United. But I was delighted. As I said, he hadn't got many options, but I was delighted to see what he went with. You know, Lalana coming in made sense. Gives a bit of legs. Kate has been good, but you know, he still needs to be managed. So, yeah, it was, yeah, no problem. Whatever 11 he puts out, I'm, I'm happy with it. Yeah, Keith, uh, in terms of the shape, Salah kind of moves into the middle. Um, Firmino, Mane, uh, Salah, they all play, or sorry, Firmino, they all play a bit deeper than normal. And then you have Lalana kind of doing a good bit of donkey work, kind of linking up play. Were you, were you happy enough how it panned out? 
Yeah, I mean, Wolves are a good team, and Nuno he does set them up well. Right, they play mm. with three centre backs, so to shape sort of mix their shape up a bit, I thought was the right thing to do. Mm. And look, we got the win, and that's yeah. all that really matters, you know. It was as Gav said there. We were down to the bare bones, really, with the, with the squad. But the difference when you're winning is who gives a shit, you know what I mean? Like, we can have Nico Williams, we can have Curtis Jones, you can have Harvey Elliott. The reality is none of them are going to come on unless we were romping three or four goals up. Yeah. And even that probably wouldn't have saw them. Once he has options on the bench, you could look at the bench yesterday and you knew who the subs were going to be Yeah, straight away. So, look, the shape was good. The win was good, I said to Gav last night on the on the... The the hourly show that um <coughs> the hourly show <laughs> it's um when you watch the game back with every game without the sort of nerves at the time like it's comfortable mm. and I'd say I don't know how you felt yourself Gav watching it back like it wasn't as tense as when you watch it live no do you know what? I watched it back and it was on again at twelve o'clock last night on LFC TV so I watched yeah. it there and uh, when watching it I just yeah, you, there was stage in the game we were really good. There was stage in the game was really good. Like some, I seen someone on Twitter today telling us it was a very biased podcast last night. Didn't give Wolves enough credit. Watching it back, I think Wolves stayed in the game well mm-hmm. um, without doing a hell of a lot. Okay, they have the goal disallowed, but it's probably the only big kind of venture they have into where boxing the first half. Being honest with you, yeah. from what I can remember, you know they stay in the game well. They 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 cut off passing lanes very very well. They don't let you know, the likes of Salah and Mane drift in from that, them wings where they pick up those little pockets and be able yeah. to turn and play. Um, and in doing so, they've blocked the lane for, for Robertson to get down in particular. Trent got a little bit more freedom, I suppose. But, yeah, Wolves done all right. I, the plan, watching it back the second time, was stay in it till 65, 70, get Jimenez on, get Shari on and see what they can get out of it. But even at that, I watched the last 20 minutes with a lot of interest to see you know, because I've, I've seen Wolves fans saying they deserve the point. And I kind of looked back and I went, you squared one or two balls and they were shots over the bar. And all right, Van Dijk makes that mistake. Um, I think it might be Jota that gets in, I'm not too sure. And Alisson makes a good save. But when you actually go through the game, we've had a good few as well. Salah has a really good one early on. Mm. But when Aldam has one, Salah's put through by Firmino in the second half. And the, the, ball, the timing of the ball is not great. But overall... It was look. It's one of those games in December where you have a lot of games coming, and you're never going to stroll through games in December yeah. at this stage. You know, you're you're going to have to dog one if not two of them out. So yeah, yeah, I was more than happy with it. Look, you can't award credit or points to a team just because they had a couple of chances and they missed chances. The one um, that was on the near post when Van Dijk messed up barely, really troubled Allison. You know, it was eating drink for him. So. I mean, I think we early on we came out of the traps quick. I think if we had a score them two early chances, we probably would have ran right there. But um, like that, Wolves. I won't say they surprised me. I know they're a good team, but they did they did surprise me because at one stage they had a huge amount of possession at Anfield, which is impressive in itself. Yeah, they're really well drilled drilled yeah. team, and like they just set up and to stifle us, and they that's what they achieved. Like you know, the the main thing was. You know, we were still having some joy, but they were just, you know, they didn't move out of position. They, they kept each player knew where he had to be in his job, that, that and they maintained that throughout the game. And you, you have to admire them because not many teams come to Anfield and kind of put it up to us. Um, yeah, and with a kind of a couple of changes as well. Exactly. Yeah. Know. Yeah. So 
you know they're they're a good Premiership team. You can see why they're uh, you know looking at, at the top six. Yeah, uh, the goal came then. Delaney didn't handle handle the ball. If I, I thought it was a handball at the start. I kind of didn't really celebrate the goal. To me, it just looked like it was one of those. Actually, I thought the the whistle went. I thought it wouldn't even be reviewed, but it got reviewed, and that's what VAR is there for. It's there to overturn incorrect decisions. It was an incorrect decision with the referee. Lucky enough, he blew the whistle when the ball had crossed the line. I think that would have been a travesty. It would have been pure stupidity. Uh, it would have been Taylor's first, or first of many errors in the game. Do you know when we got a force free kick in that game, Isley? 40 minutes or something. 41 minutes. Yeah. We got a force yeah. free kick in that game, Isley. And I, I didn't know it at the time. I was watching again last night, and I don't know who gets a free kick given to them. And there's a massive cheer goes around and I thought, oh, look, he's had to give us one, you know. The, the crowd are letting him know. And the commentator said, force free kick for Liverpool, 41 minutes. Yeah. And I thought, well, that says it all. But the goal itself, Andy, right, regardless of whether it's a handball or not, okay, why he's blown the whistle is beyond me. Yeah, that man know. knows that every goal in the Premier League now is looked at. Regardless whether you chip a keeper from fucking 50 yards out. It's yeah. going to check it just in case you may push the fella out of the way, or yeah. you know, it's going to be checked. 30 yards out, blow a whistle when I, the ball is dropping in the area and there's going to be a chance created. You just don't blow the whistle. No, you and don't. He did you, his best to if it goes in the net, if it goes in the net, right? If it goes in the net, it's reviewed. Mm. If the keeper saves and it comes out, he can blow the whistle down and say, mm. Sorry, I felt that was the thing, right? If, if it does, nothing happens and it goes behind for a goal kick, he doesn't have to do anything. He's blown that whistle, Andy, and I'm convinced that he is kicking himself that he hasn't blown that. As soon as that ball comes off mm. the line and before it hits the deck and Mane gets onto it, he's looking because you have to look at the players and the players tell you a lot. Nobody puts the hand up for Lallana what way he touches it. Nobody puts up anything about Mane being offside. That ball goes in the net and Wolves think we're 1-0 down. Mm. And all of a sudden, now Cody spoke after the game, right? And I... After watching it, Cody spoke after the game and people said, I've seen people saying he speaks so well and he's this, it's completely utter horse right? Because I'm telling you now, Cody was making that up as he went along last night. And the, the biggest teller was, right, he turns around and he says, well, no, don't get me wrong, he's frustrated at things and he's probably frustrated at the laws of the game rather than the way it's implemented like VAR, like mm, you say. Mm. And that's fair enough. I agree with him on that. I think the law has to be looked at, especially with offside. I think okay. we need to, we need to stop this armpit stuff. We need to say his foot against his foot and Regardless of the rest of the body, you know, implementing it, it's absolutely fine. But the problem is that we that can't happen till next season. Yeah, no, that's fine. Um, yeah. Anyway, either way, it, no matter what position in the body you change, it's still going to have the exact same. No, it's going to be implemented perfectly. But what I'm saying is, instead of me saying to you, "Or oh, Andy is armpits offside," you're better off going, "Look, his foot is behind his foot. It's onside." What if you can't see between feet? Oh well, if it's, if it's, yeah, they can't. Even enough angles and grounds, and you can see both sides. There's no problem, Andy. There's no way you. There's no VAR decision that I can remember this season where you look and go, well, you haven't really got the angle there and they can't really see anything. They can't. Well, when they draw the, the vertical lines down and it's an armpit, say, versus a knee. Yeah. Right? And they decide on the centre of gravity mm-hmm. and then they, they pick the point on the ground and mm-hmm. draw the two lines. Yeah. Right? We see very thick lines on the, on the pitch, which cause an awful lot of lads to kick up. Uh-huh. But they're using fine lines like... You know, yeah. tiny lines, yeah. and they can see what's offside and what's yeah. not offside. But if they move it to feet and say, yeah. "Well, it's the feet now," all of a sudden, yeah. you're still going to have the exact same thing where they'll have fine lines in the studio and they'll produce this yellow and black line or yellow and red line, yeah. and people will be giving out saying that's not fair. Uh, you know, the but I think the biggest issue is the armpit, Andy. 
You know, your arm is out there. And I, I said it to Keith last night. A forward's natural position when he's going forward is leaning towards goal. You don't yeah. run in an upright position unless you're that guy, was a Michael Johnson that ran in fucking straight up in the air. Mm. And if you're a striker, you're definitely not standing with your body facing towards your own goal no. while you're facing the, your yeah. natural thing is to be like that a defender's is a natural is to be pointing towards yeah. and the and we ball. said it here a couple right. of weeks or maybe it should be the car yeah it could be something like that but what yeah. I'm saying is they, they need to stop this where you know or the defender's foot is there and it comes up and that's his knee and then we're going to his armpit like an armpit come on it's ridiculous the, the, the Pukie, yeah, it is. Pukie was well behind but he's leaning so far exactly. he's on the sprint he's yeah. leaning yeah. and it's the part of the body that's leaning is off but just going back to Cody right Cody says last night and you know uh, the referee Anthony Taylor is good at talking and but he wouldn't tell me last night what they were checking for it wasn't that that goal was being checked automatically as far as he was concerned Anthony Taylor was given a free out for a handball mm. and the re- it wasn't that he he wouldn't tell him it's because he couldn't tell him he didn't know what the check was for Anthony Taylor yeah. because Anthony Taylor's going I think it's it must be is it uh, handball and he's not going to come out and say I think it's a handball and they're checking it mm. but then Cody turns around and says oh well I was asking him about the Van Dyke handball he wasn't nobody was going on about the Van Dyke handball no, or the possible handball up as he went along. Look, no that's it um, I, I think the referee does know what's being dis- like it's stupid that ref uh, stand beside the ref and are mm-hmm. asking questions while he's having a conversation the people in Stockley Lane are asking him what he's saying so he's saying to them, well, I've seen the ball strike Adam Lalana's uh, arm, right? And they're saying, okay, so we're just looking at it here. It comes in. You believe it's it struck his arm. Where on his arm? You know, just on his shoulder there. I believe it hit his arm. Okay. For transparency. We've seen it. We've reviewed yeah. this and we've seen it actually doesn't. It's hit his shoulder. You've got this one wrong. Now, hold on. We're just going to look at when you blew the whistle because that's the next thing we need to and that's what was clarified later on is they were seeing where the whistle was blown if the whistle had been blown before it went over the goal goal would have been disallowed mm-hmm. and then there was other things about offsides and, and Van Dyke and all that everyone's talking but look the correct decision was made 100% and the goal deservedly stood mm-hmm. then the offside goal comes um, James I'm fuming when that goal gets scored just before half time <sighs> <laughs> because it was very cheap. It was no, it completely was. Um, yeah. You know, oh god, every every day, every match we're complaining about VAR. And what I was going to say there just beforehand is like this whole thing about you know Anthony Taylor is talking to the VAR studio, but you know, as we know in rugby, you can hear what's going on. Yeah. You can hear every step, and you can understand it. And I think that the frustration is the not knowing, and this whole. You know, it just goes silent. There's no mm. screens. Nothing comes up. So, yeah. you know, uh, I think more transparency and it just makes it better. But, yeah, no, it was a... Uh, God, like, yeah. it was never a goal. So. He's don't want to be held accountable. Referees and Mike Riley and all that, they don't want no. referees being put on the block no. for making mistakes. So... I don't know how they fix it. I, I sort of agree with you, Andy, in the sense that, you know, it's it's teething problems in VAR. And VAR is working. But it's the gobshites that are running it that are maybe the problem, in my opinion. And they're not going to change. So yeah. we'd be on a sticky wicket with this one for a you, while. You, I think, you, I think you, the technology is right. Yeah, right. I agree you know, with you. When, any, when anything's implemented into whether it's sport or an organisation, a job business, or whatever, yeah. business. It's uh, a transition period. Yeah, yeah. and it's, yeah, the technology can be 100% right. Yeah. And then the rules 
in their current format the way they were played last season were 100% right. You've married the two together and now all of a sudden you have a technological technological mismatch. Right? So that's what I think we have at the moment. We've got technology that is working well and we've got rules that aren't marrying. But we also have we have old school attitudes from the referees and that they're not using the pitch side monitors. Yeah. 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 Whereas all, in Europe they use the pitch side yeah. monitors and the refs are like so arrogant in the premiership they just say, Ah, I won't bother using that. It's up for debate whether the refs want to or not want to. I've heard now refs do want to do that, but they've been told they don't want to disrupt the flow of the game and slow the well, game. The, game, the flow of the game was just just to finish your point about the the technology technological mismatch you've also got supporters in the ground who aren't being informed yeah, exactly. so right now we have VAR which I think is a very positive move in the game there's too much at stake these days between money and you know the fact that you could actually go down on a poor outside decision or you could actually win a league and another team mm. loses out on the league because of a decision is scandalous like think that, that now we have technology to make that better I think just next season or throughout the summer it all needs to be reviewed and things need to be married up a, better, a bit better and then I think we'd be alright look getting back to the game the goal scored um, <laughs> the fella goes off on a mad one celebrating <laughs> I'm friend, like, I, no, I have no problem with it I have no problem with it his first goal ever for, for Wolves I think yeah. it was so yeah. Jesus why and he ran would. towards the bench and he gave a loads with his hands and all. And he's done, he done his anti hands. Yeah. He did, I think he just, that's he got so excited. He didn't yeah, know what to do with his hands. hands. He did all the hands yeah. thing. Um, I was feeling how the goal came because it just looked like Liverpool evolved, like players missing the ball and all kind of going the other way. Yeah. No one kind of standing up and it flicks away off uh, Robertson, I think, or is a Trent. The next thing, the ball's in there. Anyway, he does all the celebrating. I like a bit of passion in the game. Yeah. But it's just the timing of the goal. Yeah. I, when Liverpool can see a goal, it's not as concerned anymore um, because I know they can come back, but the timing of the goal just, just hurt me. Anyway, I don't know about you, Gav. <laughs> Ah, listen, when it goes in, I was, wasn't thinking offside or far. I knew the goal would be checked because I just know every goal is being checked yeah. now, like, you know. And, but to me, it looked like a fairly straightforward goal, you know. Yeah, yeah, now, yeah, in fairness, yeah. the ball gets played out of the box. I think Salah might be being in the air but in a header, I think. It gets played out to the right. It's decent a bit of play. Um, and it's cro- it's fizzed across the box. In fairness to lads trying to defend it, I think some of them are, go- are going to try block it. You know, get to it. And I think some of them are trying to get into position that if I don't make it to this, I have to have me set in position, i.e. Trent. He yeah. puts his foot in there like he's not going for the ball, like he's trying to block. Yeah. And it gets through. And it goes through about eight, ten bodies. And it's a really good finish, in fairness to the lad. It's a good finish. The celebration, you know, your man's got, he's got an awful lot of stick about it. And all right, if that's the way you want to go down. But listen, yeah. he scored at the cop end. He's 21 odd years of age. It's his first goal in England, I presume, yeah. isn't it? For yeah. Wolves. So. Yeah. Yeah, he's only a young lad, so um, I've no issues with that. And then it goes back to VAR again, yeah. and now we're down to we're down to like you know millimeters now, isn't it? Again, mm. you know. But having said that, as I said yesterday after the game, both decisions made there yesterday with regards to VAR were made correctly by the law. Mm. They were. Yeah. But I would I would argue and heavily. Actually, it's you know, another problem is the media. Yeah. Um, seeing us. Like I think he's the best pundit out there, but I think he he had a horror show yesterday yeah. talking about it. But they don't know what to say anymore, Andy, because Carragher's even said, I think we should get rid of it because there's that much being talked about. We're not talking football anymore. Yeah. Well, like how many times well, after the game? Why don't they just shut up? But how many times yeah. after like, the game? Why, you know, why are they, we're guilty of it because why? they're guilty of it. And yeah. But just stop talking about it. Stop making it the, the topic, the conversation. Mm. 
the right decisions are made, then why are you talking about it? Yeah. Can we, do we want a situation where wrong decisions are being made? We've been calling for consistency in refereeing for years, and the one problem in the league, in the Premier League particularly, is is English referees. Yeah, but the problem, and Andy, is transparency. Are, yeah, well, Andy, they, they're constantly refereeing games with shitloads of subjectivity. They love being the hero. They love being the centre of attention. They love being able to influence the outcome of a game. And mm. that's the way it seems it to shouldn't be. be like that. We've been calling for consistency We've been calling for refereeing to be more objective and referee the game as they see it. Mm-hmm. And the one thing about VAR now is the referee can think he's the chap and try and make a game more exciting or try and let the underdog score or whatever. Um, I give a decision their way and just be Billy Bill, Billy Bill. It could be Billy Bill bollocks, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm there. I'm there. Billy Bill the bollocks, good man. Uh, but now uh, decisions will get overturned. Yeah, no, they absolutely will because. That's what, what it's all there for. Mm. But, you know, the media are talking about it because it just everything after the game now is about VAR. Like, I can't, I, I haven't seen anyone go, what a finish by Mane. Really yeah. great finish. I haven't yeah. seen many say it. Yeah. It's all been about was a handball, then it's up the yeah. other end. You know, but the referee... No one's talking about him and that's the criminal of the whole yeah. thing yeah. is that yeah. he's, everyone's talking about controversial VAR decisions yeah. Yeah. when they're not controversial yeah. decisions. That's what he no said at half time. The, controversy. The yeah. They said controversy. I was like, that's not controversy. Yeah. It's a great controversy goal, yeah. is like them decisions not yeah. being given yeah. after view. Controversy would be I've seen Lalana's clearly not handball that, but I'm still going to stick with my original decision. That would have been controversial, yeah. but it wasn't. And you're right, Keith. Like we shouldn't be talking about it. We should be talking about the lovely finish or Gomez's performance or Henderson and Manalam's work great and Lalana. You know, Lalana's best game yeah. in a few years. Yeah. And we, we should, should be talking about we should be praising and things um, but let's do it Gomez he's back to his best unreal his pace is just unreal it's, yeah. un, it's incredible it like, he excellent. just has that like I think I can't remember which one it was but like he just took he just went up against the, your man Neto and like just absolute burst of energy towards the end it, mm. it's just incredible like it's it's great to see him back to form it's like especially when you know matchups out Lovren will be back in April or May, probably at this stage. <laughs> yeah. you know. Twenty twenty two. Exactly. Yeah, we just with his contract expires or something like that. So yeah, it's fantastic to see him back, and he's so composed. And um, uh, yeah, because obviously you know, um, you know, Virgil had a bit of a brain fart last night, which we don't rarely see. Yeah. Um, and then obviously he did that fantastic move where he uh, back healed it. Brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> like so. Do you know what struck me when that happened when he did that? It was like this is the team now. Yeah, we're there. Mm. We've we've made it. The team are oozing confidence. You don't see Liverpool doing that a couple of seasons ago when they didn't quite believe in themselves. Yeah. You'd see Lovren doing it, and you wouldn't want them doing it. Do you know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. You never want to see Lovren doing that. Yeah, but I think like Klopp sold them the idea. They they followed it. Well, they've, they've won. They've, they've won. The, they've got yeah. the two champions. They had the, they had the emblem on their jerseys yeah. last night. We are the world champions. Yeah. Can you imagine walking out? Yeah. Like you know, I'm no sports psychologist, but I know if you're walking out of the dressing room, you look in the mirror and you see that yeah. you feel ten. And if you're standing in the tunnel with the opposition players, and half of them could walk down the street and not get recognised off Wolves, yeah. right? And you've got fellas standing beside you with world champions. Now, what I will say is. To say one or two seasons ago, we would have been really complacent, and Wolves would have beaten us last night. Yeah, yeah. Whereas true. that we've had a complete attitude adjustment, we, where we think these lesser teams, we just turn up, yeah. and we did not have that attitude. We were hundred percent on it last night, and yeah. 
we, you know, it was a tough game. You know, it wasn't, it was, it was, there was, was no cakewalk for her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But this season, in most games, like if we had conceded that, and I agree with what you said a minute ago, Andy, you know, to concede on half time is an absolute kick in the balls. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the worst time to concede. But I'd, I'd had confidence that Klopp would have given them a bit of a rollicking when they went in and they'd yeah. have come out and got a win somehow <laughs> because it's what they do now. Yeah. They probably still got it. Yeah. yeah. You know, so it's Wolves had, they were all right. Like, but going back to Gomez, like Gomez is so quick. Um, and it evident, you know, Jamie Vardy scoring against everyone didn't get a sniff against us during the night. Adama Traore, right, he didn't start last night, he came on, didn't really do much. The only thing about him looked like his arse was trying to eat his shorts, <laughs> leaving skin toy yeah, gear yeah. on him. Where's kids get out of He's massive. But massive. Did you see the tackle Lalana put in? Yeah, Lalana got back and really impressive, like play by Lalana last night. And, and, you know, I'm one of his biggest critics. I don't like him. I, you know, yeah. Kata made such a difference when he came on. Like, yeah. um, but he did a job last night and fair play to him. He, you know, he, he didn't back off tackles like you've seen Alana done or go too far and get himself booked. He was he was very... He did get himself booked in the end, didn't he? Oh, Alana yeah. did, yeah. yeah. Oh, he did? Yeah, yeah he got booked there. It was after... Um, in the, the first half, just yeah, after the goal. It was after the goal. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. around and he, he clatters you know, Ruben yeah. Neves, I think. Yeah, I think, look, I think he's he's probably trying to make a bit of a name for himself. Like, he knows he's, well, he's gone. But you've no issue with that if he comes in and say, we've 20 league games, I thought we... Yeah. <coughs> 19. 19 league games. Yeah, yeah. If if he comes in in ten of them, and puts yeah. in a performance like that, where we're not looking for assist or goals, we're looking for to work hard, close people down, win tackles, hold the ball when he needs to, release it when he needs to, he'd be walking around going, "Great asset this season." You remember yeah. he's done this? And he, that's all you want from. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. the days of the line of breaking lines and scoring goals is over. Yeah. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Look, you, you see fellas on Twitter like and whatever, and they're calling themselves supporters, and all they say is like, "He's he's finished. He's an absolute shy footballer. Or, you know, he's not talented. He's fin. You know." Uh, he can't play he's a this role, that role, this role. That. Like, cop on. Like, yeah. if Klopp puts him into a role, yeah. he can play it. Absolutely. Trust me, he can play it. But that's the thing we've seen I think all, it, all through this season is any time Klopp has put anyone in, they've performed. Yeah. Like, we've had no one come in and go, oh, fuck. Right. Yeah. Look at the he game. He changed, he's changed Henderson's game yeah. twice or three times. Henderson was phenomenal last yeah. night. And he's changed them. Um, he's... He changed Ox's game. Like he's he's done a, he's done amazing things for yeah. players. Um, to get something out of Lallana who's been injured for so long is is just another um achievement. Remember how important Lallana was to him when he first came in. Like to Klopp, yeah. he mm-hmm. he was the one that really took on the the gag and press at the beginning and yeah. done loads of the run, ran the bollocks out of himself really. So Klopp, like Klopp has trusts Lallana's ability, maybe yeah. not his fitness, but his ability. And I think when he's there, like we said, he'd be lead moving on in the summer. But yeah. I'd say we'll see him a few times between now and the end of the season. You yeah. know, uh, people that make an argument that, and listen, there's people amongst their group that make the argument that Lallana is finished. And you know, this isn't just social media or something. Yeah, there's people we know personally yeah, that would tell you that Lallana is finished. I don't agree with that. If but having said that, if you came to me tomorrow and made an argument that Lallana should be a regular starter in the Liverpool's team, I'd tell you no as well. He's just he felt he's found a level there for me now, and Klopp's found a level for him where he's gonna basically say to him, Listen, you're gonna be my impact player. Mm. A bit like Milner was last season. You, you yeah. Milner was always your fourth sub, wasn't he? Yeah. Whether you were winning to hold out the game or whether you were losing, where he could yeah. put him into a mad position and he'd keep the tempo going. Yeah. Lallana may be that this season. Because I think you're going to see Milner having to be used a little bit more of fullback than he wants to be this season, and I think it will happen. But he's done a job, and you need every. Look, I'll put it this way: if Alana isn't there yesterday, right, you're probably looking at 
and all right, people would say no, 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 but Curtis Jones has more chance of getting on a pitch in a Premier League game. Mm. Now, if Curtis Jones comes on there and works hard, but gets caught in behind, or you know, out position, and they score, you're going, well, look, that's because he's only 19 years of age, or whatever it is. Lallana has a big part to play in this. I'm not saying a massive, you know, awe inspiring role to play, but he has a role there that is important. Mm. In probably 10 of the 19 games left, or whatever it is. Um, on Gomez, centre half, Andy. He's a fucking centre half. And all this messing around the full back, people said he needed time. And all. you don't, you know, if I'm a mechanic and I'm being out to be now to walk for six months, I don't go and be a plug and plumber. Mm. Do you know what I mean? To get myself back into rhythm. I don't I go back and be a mechanic. Yeah. Um, he's a centre half. There was one year yesterday where, again, uh, Van Dijk, first half, Van Dijk goes up for a header, gets nudged uh, by Neto. He turns and he spins him and he's gone. And he pushed it and Gomez just after Borners on and just eats up the ground and actually should have a goal kick it ends up being a corner but you can see it in him even if he makes a slight mistake it's not worrying him anymore wow. he knows he's in a groove he's an excellent defender he has everything every game yeah. he's doing that in every like he the has last everything. few games he's yeah. getting back and blocking shots all over the place doing very well you know but even even his positioning I watched him when he came back that time after after injury and I said it to probably one of, a couple of years here other people and I said what worries me is he looks like he's a yard off it he looks like he isn't in rhythm with the line where it's meant to be. When should I go? When should I stay? When should I attack a ball? Stand back. He didn't see it. Now he, his decision making is a hell of a lot better now. He knows when to push and when not to. Mm. And he knows because he can back himself. Well, if this fella spins and goes, yeah. I'll go with him. No problem. It doesn't matter who he is. A lot of teams target us between Gomez or whoever it is that plays in the right centre back position on Trent. Because Trent gets so far forward, um, they exploit that bit of space. I thought between Gomez and Trent yesterday, they could have organised things a bit better between themselves. Trent got roasted twice near the end of the game and Gomez, there was a good distance between the two of them. So if there was any criticism to be had, is a bit more communication there and maybe Trent to get a bit closer to him and have the attacking player on the other side of him. But, um, yeah. Splitting hairs now, isn't it? You yeah. know, if that's the <coughs> yeah. that's the uh, things we have to criticize. Know, yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah, it's a sign of where we are. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, we'll move on. I think that's the game pretty well covered. Three points. The team are just. Can yeah. I ask about the referee? Yeah. Okay. Before we go, is there any way I don't know how? Because people I hear it all the time say we should put in a fucking thing against him. An objection. Can you actually put in an objection to a referee being in charge of football? Can you? Because yeah, and he can be demoted. Oh no! But like, keep him away from us. Can that be done? Because no, I watched the no yesterday, idea. and he was a shambles. I think you get to you get to uh, look for certain referees, but but after that, like you get to do that, you know, on four or five occasions mm-hmm. in the season. But I don't think you can object to rest. Some of his decisions yesterday were appalling. But you'd see, I think his general, his general game. uh, I think pretty much after the two decisions went against Wolves, was probably mostly the second half. Now he did notice in the first half, but just not at the same level. He was definitely allowing them believe a little bit more on a challenge, yeah, a little bit more physical, yeah. uh, And if we did it back, they were getting free kicks, yeah. That's that's not refereeing. Oh, sure. There was one in the second half where. I think it's when Salah breaks through, it goes out towards the corner flag, Kate gets onto it, puts his body between him and one of their centre-halves, and your man just literally puts his hands on his back and leans straight over the top of him. Mm. 
Keita goes down, no free kick. The ball goes up into midfield, it breaks. When Alden comes in, snaps into a tackle. This fella goes down, free kick. All right. Mm. Robertson goes up for a header, puts his hands up like that to go over the header. A man just jumps on the ground, free kick. And yeah. the one near the end, Origi goes by their right back, whoever it was at the time. And your man literally tries to push him into the yeah. lower Kenny. Yeah. And now there's nothing. I just, I wonder, could Liverpool do something on that? Because But there was also the one where Jimenez picked one out of the air with his hand. Near the, and had a shot hit the side netting and Taylor didn't even look at it but when it hits Lalana on the blade and shoulder he's dying mm. to get the whistle in the mouth you know there was a strange strange performance by him yesterday yeah. I don't know if you can bang in like City banged in a complaint about Michael Oliver after their game with them um, don't know what that's going to get them you know what I mean yeah. but, but like, Michael Oliver ridicule. Is, he's the best, the best referee, referee in the league really. but they the feel like he, he stitched them up or whatever but I don't know if it'll keep Michael Oliver away from them and I don't know if it'll keep Taylor away from us but yeah. he's, he's it's not even us like and that's the thing there's, there's a narrative out there that you know oh, Liverpool are getting all these decisions well no we're getting screwed over with as many as we're, we're getting you know that's yeah. all over the place now we've had very you know the, as many as for and against every team is getting them but Taylor is an absolute shy hawk of a ref yeah. he was done that Chelsea Spurs game last week That's when right. he's given the blade and free out instead of a penalty when the keeper milled the, mm. the Chelsea fell like the fella is just incompetent he's absolute mm. dirt of a ref and the fact he's from Greater Manchester doesn't help no. well funny enough now uh, I did see uh, City fans like there, there was a lot of uh, tweets dug up as, as that's what people do these days um, of City fans slaughtering Taylor from before and because they said it in commentary last night he, he supports altering him or some, yeah, some non-linked team basically so, did he referee yeah. Manchester Derby there this season I think he did yeah no it's a shocker and like it's they thought making the game professional would um would improve the refereeing but look I mean professionalism isn't letting the other team back into a game because no. if you don't if you don't offer the players protection, it encourages the other team to go in that bit harder again to see how far they can get, how much they can get away with. When a player gets injured as a result of how a referee is deciding to referee a game, that's bullshit. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I think we, yeah, we said we talk about the team of the decade, the Liverpool team of the decade. Now, I don't know. I sat down and had a look at this. It would seem like you would have a mixed match all over the place. But instead, you're looking at the current team, the yep. current strongest eleven, and you're seeing is there anybody over the last ten years that could get into? It? And I looked and I thought, Alonso, no, he's he went in two thousand nine, Hippie two thousand and nine, Gerard, yeah, no, no way, <laughs> no Gerard, oh, only yeah. because he was at the end of his career. And yeah, it wasn't. I think it was. T- but Gerard gets into the best Liverpool team ever. Yeah, no, but he doesn't get into my team of the decade, so fuck him. <laughs> so we're trying to name a team then. Well, we're, uh, is this a 4 3 3? It can be or whatever you want. want. I'm going with a 1 2 7 or whatever it yeah. is. So. Okay. Well, you'll have to, go, you have to at least go with three defenders. Right, okay. So we all just going to name our own team and let people listen and, and argue over it then. Yeah. Okay, cool. Grant, who's going first? Well, I'd say we're going to have a lot of the same teams. Okay, I mean, well, Mignolet and Right, go on, no, go on. Mignolet <laughs> yeah, and Grant. Yeah, we'll just do one then. Right, go on, no, go on. Go on, you can all have his team. Well, okay, right, so, right, so, so anyone any objected to Alison Becker? No. 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 I, didn't reject I was thinking about that because I was kind of going, you have Reina, who turned into a hologram, do you remember? Yeah. Then you had... But then, okay, so Reina in his absolute pomp... Not in 2010, he was. No, in his absolute pomp is Reina 
in your team? No. Of of all time. No, is he is he is he ahead of Alison? No. no. Uh, so Alison yes. he is. He is. Raina ahead of Alison. You should be including him because No, no, because no, I don't right. because Andy, what happens if a fella like keeps clean sheets all the way to 2009 and then decides to have no arms in 2010? No, That's the decade you're in. Raina was Raina was in the team in this decade. No, yes, but not the Raina that no, not correct. not the Raina you remember. Correct. So yeah. you have to go on form. Like, no, I'm going to make No, hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. We say for argument's sake, say for argument's sake, pick a player. Pick Jamie Redknapp. Now, if you're picking Jamie Redknapp in the team of the 90s, you would say, well. He was all right between 91 and probably 95, 96, and then he was just injured. Yeah. Right? So, to me, if you're picking it over the half decade, 96 to 2000, no way. Yeah. 91 to, to 2000, maybe. Okay. But you have to go on the form of these players in that time. Do you know what I mean? Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. I think you do. Yeah. yeah. I don't think you can judge him over a whole career because... But otherwise, we're just going to end up with the team that's played yesterday. No, exactly. Not at all. <laughs> Okay, well, I, I, no, well, not yet. I see this anyway. Right, go on. Right, so, well, I mean, I'm I'm saying Becker anyway. Oh, well, it's Alison. Everyone's saying Alison. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah because that, the other choices are Mignolet, yeah. Brad Carius. Jones, Carius, and uh, right. the hologram that was Raina in 2010. Well. Okay, right. well, I'm going to say that even if Raina was in his pomp, I think Alison's better. Yeah, yeah, I agree. All around. Okay. All See, right. this is the argument for. Is there any objection to Trent Alexander Arnold? No. Of course, no. there's not. No. Is there any objection to Andy Robertson? No. 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 Is there any objection to Virgil Van Dijk? No. Is there any objection to? No, we're getting there. No. Gomez. Oh yeah. Right. Go. This Who's, is a spicy right. One so, who is your centre back to play with Virgil Van Dijk? In the team of the decade. Yeah. I think this is the hardest one to pick out of the whole team. And I think there's arguments there for Dayan Lovren. I genuinely do. I think that is as well. I genuinely yeah, okay. do. Yeah, yeah, well, well, show me your other centre half. He's not in my team, but he is there or thereabouts. Carragher. No. Carragher's, no Carragher, Carragher retires at the end of the 11, 12, doesn't he? 12, 14. And he's a passenger for a couple of years now. Yeah, see, we're, we're, bring, we're bringing in the, the whole... The form of this decade. Of the decade. Yeah. yeah. That's and why not, and you're ignoring the name and you're ignoring the, the, the quality of that player was. But not in this decade. Yeah, so you have to go with the you decade, know. you know. Like Carragher doesn't make the decade. in the current system. I don't think Carragher gets into it anyway because you know we play a lot higher and yeah. But if Car if Carragher like if Carragher had his best years two thousand and ten to two thousand and thirteen and he leaves, you probably go yeah. Do you know what I mean? But right. so you're like, going Lovren? No, I think there's an argument for Lovren. I think there's an argument for Skirtle. Yeah, because and, and the only reason for this is because of the quality of centre halves we've had over the last ten years. And until Virgil van Dijk showed up, Joe Gomez has showed something over the last year. Matip the same. Who else is there? Because you can't tell me Danny Agar. You can't. And But that's the list you're looking at. Agar, Skirtle, Kyriakos, Kyriakos Colo, Clavin. You know, there's not, there's not a huge pick in a centre-half. And I think if you're looking at it... Sacco. Yeah, I'll go on. I'm going Lovren. I love Lovren. We went Matip, but... I was swayed on Lovren for a longevity thing because he's there a long time now. He's had a lot of show. Yeah, he's due a testimonial. Actually. Yeah, he's he's, <laughs> he's had a lot of blade. That the problem with Lovren is he's had too many cock ups. Matip injured a lot. I'd say if you looked at the games played, Matip hasn't played that many. But I just I'd go Matip over Lovren just for the Champions League. Final. I think Matip put in. He kind of put when did Matip join Liverpool? Uh, Klopp's for summer. Klopp, yeah. yeah. So, but he would have been. He was on a free. 
Mm. He would have come into the team last year mm. in around January or February and played every game pretty yeah. much all the And started games. this season off well. started this season. Yeah. No, do you know what? I go with Matip. Because to be honest with you, Lovren's probably there in only two seasons more than Yeah. And I think Matip. Lovren? Yeah, Lovren comes in in summer 14. When they sold Suarez. It was when they sold Suarez, they bought Lovren, Lalana. Markovic, all them boys, wasn't mm. it? Jeez, now I thought Lovren was before that. No, no, because no, remember we had to argue with Southampton. Yeah. Tour so L- Lallana and Lovren come in the same season? Summer 2014, I think, yeah. Yeah, it is. Summer 2014. Because summer 2015, he does Ben Teke, he does Firmino. Rogers does. So yeah, no, I'll, go, I'll go Matip. I'm looking at... I'll yeah, go 2014. Yeah. 2014, right. Well, on that basis, I'm going to say Matip as well. Yeah, because I think he's yeah. there's only two years in it, yeah. and I think we had a bad force two years. Yeah, I think it was until Klopp came in and he kind of transformed him a little bit. Um, he made him. He, he was certainly say say Lovren came in at the beginning of Klopp's reign. Mm. I don't think we'd be having the same conversations about no. Lovren. Mm. I think like no. he, his quality showed in the first one or two seasons under Klopp as opposed to the first. Two seasons on our Rogers is vastly different. Mm. Still has still uh, the potential for a massive mistake, a glaring error. That's the thing about <laughs> yeah. Lovren, the glaring errors, you know. And uh, the overshadow of good performances by him. You know what yeah. I mean? The good runs of form. Well, yeah. good runs, he never does more than five or six. No, he's he? never played six games in a row. No. Dave, so, as right. I said, next April. Yeah. Right, so we'll so that's our four. We'll agree on that. So it's, it's the back five we currently have. Champions yeah. League. Now, I, we're, I'm going to skip forward to the. Will we agree in a top three? Yeah. Right. I'd yeah. go midfield right. three, top three, yeah. Right, so we go top three. Uh-huh. I, I'm saying Suarez is in the team. Yeah, so am I. Yeah, me too. No. No? no. My, I'll be honest with you, right, my team's the team that played the Champions League final. And I love Suarez. Love them. Mm. But I'm keeping all them little smelly rats that sort of ran out on us. They're all gone. So Suarez, Coutinho, yeah. Sterling. They, yeah, they did hurt Torres, going, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Torres won't be in your team anyway. Well, he, 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 he left in 2010. 2010. 2010. Yeah. When he was, he was out Christmas for, 2010. He, he was a yeah. wagon. He was way out of form at that stage. Anyway. Yeah. He was injured, basically. Yeah. Yeah. He was so, broken. Yeah, exactly. We had broken him. So Keith doesn't want Suarez. So what, what's your front three? It's Salah, Mane, It's the front three, yeah. And it, it looked, it's, it's a bit flippant. You know what I mean? Saying I wouldn't have any of the other boys in it. Suarez is the one I would say, right, maybe flip it a coin, but I'm a yeah. huge fan of Bobby. Even yeah, so am Absolutely. To me, it's like, no, I'm having Bobby in the team all day long. But yeah. I just think Suarez, Suarez, Mane, and Salah front three would be great and amazing. Uh. Everybody should definitely come to Baltimore. We have a way of speaking to each other through food. It's really renewed for me, my love of what I do. It's going to take something far stronger than a pandemic to defeat us. All of these businesses are taking precautions to make sure that everyone is safe. We're ready. See what we've got going on. Plan your visit at Baltimore.org. Yeah, yeah, I don't know whether uh, I, I think players like Henderson in the team and players like Firmino they, they enable some yeah and that players. was what I was going to say like that front three yeah. on paper would yeah. look great but Mane and Salah wouldn't be getting the goals no, no. Salah Suarez certainly there. wouldn't have got the yeah. goals yeah because yeah, uh, Suarez would have been taken off his toe yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so James if Suarez gets into your team 
it's Firmino who probably drops out and you keep Salah and Mane. We all agree on Salah and Mane. Yeah. Yeah. It would be and it would be very reluctant to drop Bobby because he is so integral to the way yeah. we play and he's he's part of the reason, you know, we are the team that we are, but oh, I just can't leave out Luis Suarez. Yeah. And it's yeah. fantasy. Suarez football, Suarez, Mane, Salah. Yeah. Um I think because I love Firmino. I think what he does for this team is unbelievable. And I think when people I'm, I get upset when people knock him. But let's be honest about it. Suarez was just Suarez turned up and from day one, alright, he got himself into trouble. He hit the bar about 150 times in one season. But when he turned it on, he was he was unplay. They they invented the word unplayable for him mm. because he was just he had everything. He was good with his feet. He was wasn't too bad in the air. He had a slight turn of pace when he wanted to. He was so strong. He wasn't afraid of anything physical. He could finish. He had he had the whole lot. And, you know, when you see now, you see Salah's goal-scoring record, and the first thing it's compared to is how many goals did Suarez get in X amount of games? And I'm comparing Salah to him. That's how highly rated Suarez is. Yeah. I, I love Firmino, but I just think, um, as good as he is, I think Suarez is... The only reason people say Suarez is the best player they've ever seen, I yeah. don't. I think John Barnes is the best player I've ever seen play with Liverpool. But um, yeah, I think in the last decade, like you have to look towards players that even through bad times carry the the side, and the best of times they were involved. And I think Luis Suarez is is absolutely made for that. So Suarez, Mane, Salah as a front three. That's fair enough. We couldn't agree with that. So the only objection yeah. is Keith who says um, Firmino. So we yeah. into midfield. Um, I'm having Gerard in there. In there, Gav, would you object to that? No, I, I think you know Gerard. Where are we talking? Play? Oh well, we're playing the midfield three. Well, he's playing on the right. Um, he's not playing the centre on the right. Midfield, midfield three. three. Well, he's well in club system. What's he playing? I'll tell you. Oh, my, yeah, yeah. I, in club system, <laughs> he's playing the bleeding water boy on the bench. Oh. I'll, I'll tell you my three. Um, my three in midfield over for the last decade will be. Uh, Henderson, Gerrard, Coutinho. Who's the captain? Henderson. Henderson's the captain. Hundred <laughs> percent. So you're saying Henderson, Gerrard, and Coutinho. Coutinho? Yeah, because like, let's be honest about it. I said this last week. Henderson is is a player that comes in, nearly has to leave for fucking Clint Dempsey. Stays, fights, mm. ends up being made captain by the by the manager that nearly sells him. Stays on, plays, plays, plays. A new manager comes in, he retains the captaincy. He's integral to where he is. You can see how close him and Klopp are. And I just I just really like him. I always have. Um, don't get, I, I, I'd slate him if needs be. But you're looking at a team of the decade and probably the only player standing around now that's been here the 90% of that decade is uh, Jordan Henderson. I think yeah. he signed in the summer of the three trophies yeah. since I, I know, yeah, so but all that said, he joins in the summer of 2011, I think. He's one of yeah. Daglish's four signs. Yeah, he was, yeah. And he's there the most. He's there the longest. Um, it has to be Gerard. He plays in five years of those ten. Yeah. And if you look through the bad times with, Rod, with Hodgson, you know, if the chap was missing penalties to try to get Hodgson to sack and everything, that's how bad it got. Uh, he, he goes on and on, keeps playing and playing and playing. He drags us through seasons. Mm. He really does. Um, I think he does. I think he does. I think without Jared on that side, I think 2010, 11 could have got a hell of a lot worse, mm. even 11, 12. Nice. I, think, I think even 13, 14, when they move him back into that position, I don't think we'd anyone else in the squad that could do that. No. And like people say, he always slipped and stuff, mm. but there was no one in their squad that could have dictated the game like he did. 
So I'd have to put him in there. And let's be honest about it, before Mane or Salah were ever turns up, and even with Stilwell they're here, Philip Coutinho was considered their best player for probably, I'm going to say, four or five years anyway. He joins in January 2013, and within six months we think he's our best player. Once, one, no, sorry, about 18 months, once Suarez leaves, he's considered our best player into summer 2014 until he leaves in January 2018. So there's four years there where he is out and out our best player. Yeah. No arguments at all. So that'd be my middle three. All right, Keith, what's your middle three? My middle three is the Champions League three. It's Fabinho, Henderson and it's Wijnaldum. Wijnaldum. And the reasons, like, and people would say, yeah, but they're only there. Like, you're looking at Fabinho only has less than a year in the team, really, because he took a while to get in and then he got injured. But I think he's the best sort of holding midfield that we've had in fucking decades nearly you know what I mean yeah. my argument against Gerrard is this Gerrard in the last decade yeah all over that I just thought the early years of this decade he he was injured a lot and he didn't play too many games and 13-14 he does play a lot of games his goal threat is sort of on the way and gets a lot of penalties gets a few assists as well but I just don't think he was the play- I think it's the reputation of Gerrard that keep him in a lot of teams rather than the actual performance but look that's opinions you know my opinion not, no one will agree with mine a lot of people get Gerard in but I think Fabinho is just absolutely sensational yeah. in the role of that 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 player you know number yeah. six so to me in, he's the best player in the current in the current setup. yeah and that's where you have to look he's, in the current um, team he's like. perfect he plays mm. he's, reinf- he's kind of reinvented that number six position yeah. himself um, strange enough since he's been out of the team or conceding less goals yeah and Henderson has come on again. <laughs> so, yeah, you know. It's a strange quirk, all right, but it's just one of them. I just think he's, um, I just think he, Henderson, I think, has looked at him as well and has taken a lot from playing alongside him, you know. I just, I just think he's very influential. And again, you know, I'm looking at this with Jürgen Klopp being the manager, not me. And some people might say, no, I'd rather have Kenny be the manager. Well, maybe then Gerard and... Mm. Lucas and Jay Spearling gets in the yeah. Premier League. <laughs> right, for James. me, yeah, right. We hear you. All right. Uh, I agree with Jared. Um, not a fan of Coutinho now, but you just can't leave him out. Mm-hmm. There's no way he was just as, as Gav said after, after Suarez went, he was just phenomenal. Yeah, just, sensational at times. Just some of his goals were just ridiculous. The goals he scored for us and the way he just played, like. That uh, was it. The uh, was it the Europa League second leg at Old Trafford. Like he just ran the show and yeah. scores that amazing goal. So it's just you can't leave him out, no matter how you feel about him and the way he left and all of that kind of nonsense. But uh, yeah, I, uh, and Henderson, you'd, yeah, I'm going to go with Gas three. I, I, Henderson, Coutinho, and, and Jared. Jared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very, very hard to argue with that. Yeah, I, I yeah. like. Genie and, and Fabinho, yes, absolutely brilliant. I'm going to go with Fabinho, uh-huh. Gerard, and Henson. Yeah, so no Coutinho. Fabinho, no Fabinho. A bit the it, it's it's kind of Gerard or Coutinho, and I'm going to go with Gerard. Okay, I'm going to play uh, Gerard in behind that front three. Yeah, and then. Henderson doing the box to box role and Fabinho just sitting that little bit deeper and uh, breaking everyone up. And but that's the Gerard argument. Yeah, in two thousand and eight, I'm playing him off the front. Oh, yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? And yeah. 
this decade. No. Um, Summer uh, Carl Duff asks, what player past or present that Klopp didn't sign? Right, so no, no one is signing the team right now. Would Klopp have signed? What do you mean? I think what he means is, what player? <laughs> you're just going to read it again, are you? What player? <laughs> past or present, right? Yeah. Any player that's played for Liverpool in history, yeah. if Klopp had the chance to sign right now, uh-huh. and he did, they did, obviously did, it could be one of the players that's in the team right now, but uh-huh. Klopp didn't sign him. Yeah. Would Klopp sign? Oh, so any player in Liverpool history that Klopp hasn't signed that you would like to see? That you, think Klopp Klopp you, think, you think Klopp would have signed John Barnes John Barnes yeah 100% John if, you, Barnes, if yeah. you don't put John Barnes you're, sorry, this, you're on drugs so you think that Keith of all well. the players that have ever played for Liverpool including the players that are playing now that Klopp didn't sign Klopp would sign John Barnes oh, it's, yeah I think he'd be mad not to why, why not I don't know I'm just wondering I just think he's it's Keith's great or it's, uh, John, Barnes, John Barnes in, the, in this era really um Gets forty goals a season, easy. Yeah, I think. I think he's so protected. Yeah, I think he's so he'd be so protected as way more than he was in the eighties and 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 early nineties when mm. he was in it at his peak. John Barnes will be absolutely it's outrageous in this with. Key two, yeah. he would clap sign. John Barnes is a good shout. In fairness, um, I think Peak Gerrard as well would be, mm. you yeah. know, a midfielder that can again peak when he was absolutely marauding through midfields. Maybe Gerard might be one. Yeah. I'd go Barnes as well, actually. I think yeah, in the front Barnes three, well. it, someone that can sure. that had pace and could score goals, yeah. Why Do not? you think if Gerard and Carragher were in the dressing room now, Klopp would have as much power? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I do. I think he'd run the mill. Yeah. Do you think he'd run the mill? If, he'd they were, if they were disruptive. Mm. Yeah. If, I think Klopp's, Klopp's not stupid. Klopp will give power to the players. But I think if they overstep it, yeah, he'd have the moon. He wouldn't give a show. Yeah, he, he he was interviewed the other day, and he was talking about Minamito, and basically, he was saying about you know, I, he's making these signings to keep the boys on their toes. Like you know, there's no complacency with this team now, and if you get complacent, I'll throw you out. Yeah. Like basically, he he's definitely he, he's definitely now showing a more ruthless streak. I think, but yeah, I don't think he would have tolerated if you know. Carragher or Jared tried to question his authority. Yeah. Well, I think we've uh, seen it with Sacco when he yeah, came exactly. in. He let Sacco, he gave him a bit of rope yeah. and he was pissed off from him quick mm-hmm. enough and then he bombed him out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, it depends on what, you know, how disruptive are they being, you know? I mean, yeah. they're, they're big characters and they'll always yeah. be there. They'll always have a sort of an yeah, influence I, I don't think way. he's afraid of big yeah, characters. We, like, just looking for it. Like, yeah, you we've know, never yeah. heard that they were ever disruptive. No, no, no. I, I, you, no. you know, they, they had a, a certain authority. Yeah. yeah, but if you look, if you look back at the managers they, they've played under, like both of them really come in under Julia. Yeah, yeah. You know, Carragher maybe just before Julia. Yeah, he is. He's on. He might be under Evans actually. Um, he is. But the you know, it's the, formative the, when, when, they're, when they're when they're in Julia. when they're in when they're proper fourteen players under Julia. And if you listen to both of them, they both tell you that Julia taught them a hell of a lot about just being a footballer. You know. All right, ability was, but even nutrition, how to look after yourself, mm-hmm. how to behave. I think Julia was a massive influence on them. I think they were both scared shitless of Benitez because <laughs> and I, I genuinely do. I genuinely do because Benitez didn't give you not that he didn't give you an inch. He wouldn't. He'd never let on to you what he was thinking, yeah. and I think that fucked with their head because they're, they're quite emotional guys. Mm. If you watch them under that leash. They love Daglish. Mm, He's the king, yeah. you know. And they'll do anything for Daglish and they're beaming from, from ear to ear when Daglish gets the job because look at this this is 
this is a larger than life character, you know. Mm. Rogers they're probably a little bit uncertain over and yeah. they show that at times. Klopp would be in the bracket of Daglish for me. I think Klopp will come in and go, listen, and they'd know very quickly that one, yeah. he's ruthless, two, he's larger than life, and three, he knows exactly what he's fucking doing. And I think they both would have went, yeah, this is the man for me. I think they would have been, they would have been even, probably would have made them even better than they they're were. They're not stupid. No. You know what I mean? No. They're intelligent players, the two of them, intelligent guys. <laughs> I just, I just, something, I just noticed something in the background there I never noticed before. Oh yeah, what? The colour of the grass at Anfield? No, it, it was the black uh, around the advertising hardens, but I think it's just the electronic ones are just switched off and they look black. That what it is? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, um, James, who would... Uh, Clap of signed. It's hard to look past Barnes. It really is. Um, God, he's everything. Uh, God, is there anyone else? It's hard to change the yeah. early, isn't it? You know, it's hard to. Well, if you look at if you look at Klopp's team now, and you look at the spine, and he's bought Allison, yeah. and he's bought Rubino, and he's bought um, who else has he bought? That's absolutely integral now. Van Dijk, mm. Van Dijk, Allison, Rubino, Rubino was there. Salah and Mane, you're always going to need in that team pace and everything and the skill set they have. But his, I think his spine there, Allison. So you, you're going to look at a goalkeeper, a centre-half and mm. a centre-midfielder. So I think he's bought the best goal, goalkeeper we've ever had. Yeah. yeah. We've ever had? Yeah. Ever. Oh, yeah, I so? that, yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I think Reina was our best goalkeeper up to... You know, the, the, Bruce was, was a mad show bag in the yeah. 80s and fairness. Yeah. Clements was all right yeah. before that, but oh, I'm sure like, I don't remember Clements. Clements and I, I don't know, like, whether you can compare like that anyway. I think you go back then, and everything is rosy back then because there's not the attention that there is now. Do you know, Minnie might have been a superstar in the 70s, yeah, yeah, you know, <laughs> could have been a friendly Belgian fella, you know, nice. But Van Dijk is our best centre half we've ever yeah. had. Don't say that lightly Whoa. either. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I'm with John. Well, him, well. And, him and probably Hansen would be. Oh, I think you'd have. Right. I would look at. I would, would he have Hansen? Yeah. Would he have Hansen with Van Dyke? I don't think so. Well, they'd be both for it. Yeah. Well, these days, like you, you can play two football instead of halves anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, but Hansen was a brilliant defender as well. I yeah. was. He read yeah. the game brilliant. He, he was quick. I think they'd be excellent. But um, yeah. I'm going to go with Gerard anyway. Yeah. I think Klopp would have loved him. Love him to have Gerard. He still there. does. He, yeah. he raves about him like he he's he's hinted several times that Gerard is his replacement. It's a horrible. Yeah, but that's I'm gonna change. To I'm gonna change my answer. <laughs> okay. Milner, Klopp would have bought Milner. Yeah, he absolutely, one hundred percent. All right. Oh yeah, because he didn't sign him across. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah he did. I'm just thinking of our names there. I think he'd have loved them. Um, Soonest peak peak Soonest. Yeah, I think he'd have loved the peak Robbie yeah. Fowler as well though. Because Fowler, Fowler nah, comes to go, I don't too know. much, too much of a too much of a goal scorer. But it's not. If you watch Fowler, he wasn't too much of a goal scorer. He was an extremely intelligent footballer, and I think you know when you watch Firmino link things. Fowler had a lovely touch about him. He could open his body out and hit passes. He could. The amount of times you'd see Fowler get get a ball, drop a shoulder, get it out wide, and he's in the box and it's bang, and it's in the goal. There's no fucking Fowler never Fowler would have tra- tracked back. I'm telling yeah, you, exactly. I'm telling you now. Peak Fowler, no, I have a, I, no. I think Klopp would have loved the peak Fowler. Fowler's one of my favourite players ever. The uh, most natural finisher uh, I've ever seen of a He's football. never tracking back forever. No. 
Yeah. He was, he no, that's was, that's all right. You know, like Fowler took every ball away into the con- into that side part of the yeah, net. Yeah. That's what you used to do, and he was amazing at what he did. But people but saying it, he wouldn't track back. Like, if you had to replace Firmino tomorrow, who are you signing to replace him? So hard to do. You yeah, know, well, you see as well again. It's the the, the area like is different, you know. Like when yeah. Fowler was playing by Liverpool and they were the Spice Boys, they would get away with fucking murder. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Anyway, every Evans team had a traditional number back. nine. Then anyway, yeah, you know, exactly. they had a poacher. Now yeah. the game has evolved. You can't just be a player that sits. No, you can't just be a player that, that that's like you know poaches for goals. And if you're can't, in the Liverpool team now, from underage up, they yeah. you know they're playing different positions. They're being trained like that. Robbie Fowler comes to now. Yeah, he's the most natural finisher that you'll ever see. Left foot, like a magic wand. He would be doing more tracking back and he would be doing more of the donkey walk because yeah. that's what he'd have to do to get even a sniff on yeah. the bench, you know? so Well, I think that's a brilliant question by Carl Duff and I would love Jürgen Klopp to answer that question. Yeah. <laughs> and if, yeah. We ever get, if we ever get a chance Ring to him. ask... Jorgen Klopp a question it won't be it won't be when are you going to sign a DM gaffer yeah. <laughs> it will be that question yeah. that's a brilliant question yeah it was a good question yeah. it's a very good question we'll move it. on to just previewing the Sheffield United game which is of course on Thursday night um, are we predicting changes here probably Caton back in I would guess yeah. Milner start Maybe Milner, yeah. So two changes in midfield. I think he goes for one big more push out of yeah, the boys. We touched on it last night. I think he goes for one big push out of the boys, and then he says, "Look." So what? Lalana retains his place? No, maybe not Lalana. You might. I, I agree could with you. Kate, Kate, Kate could be, could be a, definitely an option. Yeah. But I just think the the vast body of the side, Allison, Trent, Robbo, Van Dijk, Gomez. I think you'll see Henderson play again. I think you'll see when Alden go again. You might see Kate. I now, think, Milner I, might come in for one of those, in fairness. He, and then the front three will be the front three. Mm. And then he's saying to the lads, look, this is the second. I'm going to get as many as a rest against Everton because I don't really care. And then we come back and play on the 11th against Spurs and that's a nine-day break. Mm. And I think he asked for one more big push out of the lads and go, listen, that's the, la- that's the last in this block because I'm fully convinced he's doing this in blocks of three to four games. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. well, we have that winter break coming up in the first week, first, second week in February, is it? That kicks in. Yes, they have a week it's somewhere. Not during, uh, FA Cup. No, they, they, they have a week somewhere. The no, we, we, we have a week in around the eleventh of February. Or Correct, like in that. around that. Yeah, eleventh yeah. to the nineteenth, where we don't have a game. Yeah. Well, look, he's played a, a. You know, in terms of if you you know looking at your point there, Gav, uh, his rotation from the beginning of December to now has been phenomenal. Phenomenal. Like yeah. we were so. I think. I think I said at the time, and I think a lot of people probably said it. If we get through that. We're going to win the league. And I've been like just bragging all weekend. Like, my fucking Twitter is going to be bollocks if we don't win the league. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because yeah. I've predicted, you know, I've, I've asked when, whether the, the, the trophy tro- parade is going to be before the Day Is it in April? Is it one parade for the league so, and one for the Champions League? Or are we having a combined parade? I've never been know. the one to say, like, this is our year and any of that nonsense. And I've never and even in 08, 09, I didn't think I didn't feel like we were gonna win the league. 13, 14, I didn't really feel like we we're gonna win the league. You did last year. Last year I was barking on about we're gonna win the league. Yeah. But you know what? That that was just pure confidence and yeah. belief in the team. Yeah. I think they done enough. And that that, to win that the belief league. is justified right now as well. Absolutely. Yeah. And and City are not the city of last season. Yeah. They, they are dropping points left, right, and centre and, and we're better. We are yeah. better than even them. though I thought we'd win the league last year, I didn't think we'd get 97 points no. I yeah. thought we'd probably win the league with 94 95 because I yeah. thought 
City's challenge last year to do it again, it's it's a lot harder. Like the motivation in that Liverpool team at the moment is phenomenal. Like, you know, they the the defeat against Madrid pushed them on to win the yeah. Champions League last year yeah. and to get so close last year and not do it again, I think it's pushing this year. And when a team is trying to retain the league, I think it's it's harder for the players to just you know just give it that extra ten yeah. percent. Um. So last year, yeah, I did think they win the league. Um. But I know they they finished with ninety seven points. They were yeah. they were very close this year. We're not being challenged, and we're going to go on and probably get ninety seven or hundred points. Guardiola said it, and it was tongue in cheek, and he was being a bit of a bollocks when he said it, but. He said, like, you know, Klopp should thank him and Man City for Liverpool being this good because they set the bar high. And it's true. Mm. Do you know, it, it is true because Man City have been phenomenal right, for two years and you can't sustain that. And they th- the first year they won it, no one near them. You know, I think mm. was second and they were 20-odd points behind them. Yeah. Last season, we were on their coattails. We drove them on. They had to... You know, go on that run at the end of the season because they we have exactly the same. They had exactly the same record in seventeen eighteen as we do now. Seventeen yeah. wins, um, one draw. Eighteen wins and one draw. Sorry, eighteen wins and one draw. And in their twentieth game, I think they're beaten, which may be us that they play. I'm not too sure, but I think it's nearly exactly yeah. the same. That's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, like, um, but they were in that season. You know, I think were eleven behind. No, were they eleven? Yeah, I think they were eleven points behind. So it's a very, them, very similar. Very similar. Yeah, very similar. We've we've less game played. Like we can actually make it seventeen yeah. points. I think that's just it's incredible. it's, it's, it's um, too much. I think. Yeah. See, when teams are well, when teams Aguero are actually said it's too much. He yeah, came in yeah. today and said, "We well, it's six. It's six defeats. Yeah, exactly. You know, six defeats it's, and City to win the remaining nineteen games. Um, City and Leicester aren't breaking ninety points. I'm sick no, fucking saying it. Yeah. You know, and I like people are saying to me, "How is this only twelve more wins? Twelve more wins gives you ninety one points with seven games remaining, and you can have seven defeats for all I care because we well, are not going to get seven. No, no you're not. We you're absolutely not. With you, but but the, the, the stand the standards Liverpool have set and." Like Keith said, Guardiola tongue in cheek and all, but he is right. He has set a bar very high, and Liverpool have gone to that bar and now yeah. probably gone beyond it. Mm. You know, now having said that, City can point to two league titles in a row. A third, um, a, a third season now where they'd probably finish second, but it could be 10, 15 points off us if all things going being equal at the mm. moment. Mm. I'd, come the last day of the season, there won't be 16, 17 points. I don't think it'll be anywhere near that. Because <clears throat> if Liverpool have a one, you'll see Klopp. I don't, I don't, I, I, don't think he buys into this invincible thing. I don't think he's. I think you could see him playing at the likes of Harvey Elliott and Nico Williams, uh, Curtis Jones. Like, he could do that. Um, but listen, with I regards, think be more, I think he'd be going out to get medals for lads like you know. Oh yeah, he could be a bit like Arsenal did know, that time when you were playing Keon off the bench every week. Yes. You know. You know, yeah. Oh yeah, no. Adrian probably needs one more game, does he, to get a medal? If he two did, more games. I'm sure you get it. Absolutely, at the, at, the, yeah. at the expense of it being invincible season. Yeah, yeah. I, I think so because he's a man manager. But going back to Sheffield, going back to Sheffield United, this is just another one where I feel this is the the end of a cycle now yeah. in Liverpool season. I really do. Mm. I don't think the Wolves one was. I think this one is because there's a breakdown for the yeah. FA Cup. Although it's Everton, mm. I think this is another one where he just says, "Lads, listen, just put it all in again." Give me everything you have for this game and I'll get as many. Now, don't get me wrong. He could do it. And four of them might come to him on the fifth and go, listen, I'm playing tonight. Mm. Because you always heard it, the great United sides, even Arsenal, Chelsea, um, the City. When you're winning games, you're not tired. Mm. You know? Mm. Like, Andy, you play golf. If you go and have a great game of golf today, 
you want another fucking game tomorrow because you're, mm. you know, buzzing. You know that yeah. kind of way. People, I don't know, people that play darts, snooker, football, anything. Yeah. If they do really well one day, the, the one thing you want to do is go out and do it again the next. You don't want to wait yeah. a week. No. Or you don't want to wait five, six days. But Sheffield United have done really well this season. I looked at the game against City. Um, they were okay. Don't get me wrong. But City went in with a back four, including uh, Zinchenko. Uh, no, Zinchenko, Fernandinho and this lad Garcia. Um, three of them were part of the back four with, with Kyle Walker. Sheffield United didn't manage a shot on target, although they were hard done by with the fourth goal. Their legs might be going a little bit. They have a small squad. When you look at their team every week, yeah. they're probably changing one out, max two. Yeah. So unless they go heavy with changes, I can see I can see Liverpool doing it. And like I said, one big push from the lads and then we'll, yeah. we'll reset again for the rest of the season. And I think his hands are tied a bit as well, as we said. I think if Shaqiri was available... Shaqiri would have played these two games. He said he, actually, he said he would have yeah, played against Wolves. And I think if he had him, like when they played Everton and the lads were leading up to that game, they were sort of running through jam a bit. They were a bit sluggish mm. looking and he made the changes in the derby and got the performance out of him. And I think it would have been something like that for days as well. But needs must now and I think it'll just be the strongest, as Gav said, strongest team available and just give us one more game on this and yeah. then we'll... Then Take a the, break. Then for the next block, we can get the likes of Fabinho and Matip back in. Because they're going to start yeah, coming back, you exactly, know, and yeah. them are stronger. And I know I've been linked with other players as well now with some left back, Max Clark. No, uh, your man from. That pill pill, does it? Yeah, your man from uh, who's taken over. Oh, he's taken over the echo. Paul Gorst said, nah, it's not yeah. happening. So, Damn, he's the new. He's James Pierce's replacement, so yeah, I think, I think we'll go news. with. He knows what he's talking about. Um, this isn't a Seville centre back. No, the no, no, seen no, that today no, as well. No, this is the guy. Who reckons plays. that's tier three? Sixty-seven million. Tier three. No, this this is the Vitesse Arnhem. Young fella played for Hull. Fella, he's in, he's he used to play for Hull. He's English, like yeah. so. Um, well, I think if we if we um, if we're signing anyone, I think we find out before anyone's talking about it. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. the way it is these uh, days, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, which is deadly. Yeah, you know yeah. it's it's totally. Made. We, do, we don't do transfer gossip. Oh, so, Andy, what what score are we beating? So let's tonight? let's do some predictions and before that we we finish with the team selection talk. Uh, there is there is rumors. Me and I mean, I was going to start. There there's, is, yeah. There's varying things on this. Yeah. I've heard that he can't play. He can. No. I've heard he can't because oh. he's registered on the first, yeah, and I don't think he can play a game within forty-eight hours or something long. I've heard that. Then Klopp came out and Klopp said he can't. But then it's come out. Klopp said he can't. Listen, I'm just Klopp saying. Is, yeah, I Klopp he said I heard he couldn't. Klopp said he was available. Then I've seen people put up the rules with regards to signings and when they can play, and it looks like he can't. So I don't know whether the rule is old, whether the rule is being changed. Hope Klopp checks you know. Himself. Um, <laughs> not like yeah. uh, Shirabella yeah I don't yeah. want the Bella thing where we play him and then the deduct 15 point points direction. you know um, so we'll have to wait and see on that but listen if he's available brilliant you know get him in the squad um, when Virgil van Dijk signed how many days was it before he, he played against Everton played on the it would have been around the same time well, he, saw, he was he was unveiled on the 27th or 28th of December yeah but yeah, like yeah, he, um, he, he when did he play Everton on the second I, no, no I think it was the 6th or something yeah, I think it was around the same as when we're playing Everton yeah. this time yeah I think so whereas the Sheffield United games was falling I think it's too soon I don't think he'd be available myself yeah, well, think about me and me and Amy. You know, he's um, been playing in a similar enough system. Yeah, mm. like he's front four running like a mad thing. Like it, there's there's he no, re- there's no reason to do. 
And, Why he's not capable. And the season's over now, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. No, no they're, on, no, a they're, on, a break. they're break. on a winter break. Yeah. So he's yeah. literally just literally going. It's like, yeah. it's not like he's oh, he's been, the season's ended three months ago. Yeah. He's yeah. just having his winter break, but he's yeah. just coming back to play for a different team. So well, the fitness won't crack, be an issue. It'd be some crack if he played. I mean, you know, when you talk about Shakir, he would have been playing. Yeah. And now he's not playing because he's not available. Why mm. not just playing? Yeah. I mean, yeah. But I, I personally think that Kate comes in and we, we played a team that played against Leicester. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. And, and, we, yeah. and we win. Yeah, uh, yep. by a significant scoreline. I think yeah. so. Because people were talking about us, you know, not our best again, you know, the way they do that, like, and they say... They love all that. Yeah, yeah but... It's, it's I disagree with you. Sheffield United... You don't not? think it's going to be a... I don't think it's going to be a significant win at all. They don't concede many goals. They're the second best defensive record. Yeah, but we talked about Park... Up there, we Bramble did, Lane, yeah. so why fear them in Anfield? Well, we had well, that we scruffy did. goal, scruffy yeah. Goal but if you look back at that one, like yeah. Mo, our oh, man, I missed two blatant sitters yeah. there, and Mo Sorry. had a scuttery one at the keeper saved when he went one on one. Should yeah, we just took a chance to that day? We'd have battered them, but it was just one of them days. They don't fuck yeah. all in that game, yeah. No, you know that's what, I mean? what I'm saying. They, they, created they got credit out of the game against City without getting a shot on target, and that's fair enough. They're a promoted side going up against arguably. What will go down is probably one of the best sides the Premier League's ever seen, if not yeah. the best, until about May. Mm. But you know, I I don't think it'll be a significant score at all. I think I think Liverpool are not playing on fumes, but they're they're up, they're in they're in a frame of mind to me. I think the Leicester one was great. I think they were buzzing after Qatar, but I think that was a dog of a game yesterday, and I think it might be a little bit similar um, against Sheffield United. I think they'll win it by one goal. Mm. That's being honest with you. Sheffield United, United had a tough game as well. Mm. Mm, yeah. But so the Wolves coming in against us. They, they mm. played 41 hours before they played us. So yeah. I think it'll be yeah. a narrow narrow win for Liverpool. Narrow Sheffield win. United have conceded, I think, they've played 20 games. And I think they've a goal difference of plus four, I can see here. But I think it was something like they conceded 19 and scored 23. So they, they, yeah. you know, they're not scoring much, but they're not conceding either. So no one's really giving them a licking. But I just think the last while... You know, they started the season really well, so took a lot of people by surprise. And I just think now, I think we can give them a bit of a, a beating, not a slaughter, and like maybe 3 mm. 0. Do you know yeah, what I mean? A good, yeah. nice 3 0. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. say 3 0 as well. I think, I think something like 3 0 is yeah. on the cards. Yeah. I'm going to go with 2 0. A respectful 3 0. Yeah. I'm going to go with 2 0. Gav's talked me out of uh, spanking. 2 1 to Reds. 2 1 to Liverpool. I'm mm. saying 2 0. Keith saying 3 0 and James is saying 3 0. Why not? Another win. We've another, yeah. We've another, we've another um, heavy fixture list for January. But, like, lads, it's, it's when. Yeah. Yeah. It it's is. when. Win all them games and. We'll be know. saying this in March, we'll be saying this in April. The next four are tricky. Yeah, because they're 42 points clear. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah no, there is that. There is that. There definitely is that. I look at it like, what is it? It's it's Everton at home, Spurs away, United at home. I think it's Wolves away. Yeah. yeah. That'll be a tough game. But I think after that, I, I can get them up now on the screen. But I remember looking at them and thinking, if you get, if you actually, and I know like what Keith's saying, because how far ahead do you want to get before you start not worrying about blocks of three games and, and you know, is this tricky? Is it not? What if this? What if that? It's just a case of when, like yeah. you said. I'm not at that stage. Of when yeah. I'm not, I'm being honest with you. I'm still at the stage of twelve more wins. After and Wolves. people think I started that as a joke, yeah, yeah. and I didn't because I said at the start of the season, thirty wins, five draws, yeah. three defeats. That's what I said. Yeah. Ninety-five points. Well, you, were at, you were at last season. Like, I was. I thought last season. That, I thought last season yeah. that would do it as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, ninety-five. I'll definitely do it this season. But look, Everton at home, Spurs away, United at home, 
Wolves away, West Ham away. Yeah, that shoehorn and that one in there, it's a bit of a pig. That, no, that's two, on that's two days yeah. before we play Southampton. Yeah, no, but then when you look at it, then it's it's Southampton home, Norwich away, West Ham home, Watford away, home to Bournemouth, away to Everton, home to Palace. You know, there's enough there. Away to City, home to Villa, away to Brighton, home to Burnley is another three towards the end of April. Yeah. There's little blocks of games there where even if you mess about and you do lose one or two or draw one yeah. or two, there's enough. There's little catchment areas there where you just go and bang nine points in, bang nine points in. Yeah. And if you bang three nine, if you bang three sets of nine in there on top of what you have now, you're on 80, oh, 82, 83 yeah. points. And, you know, you're still looking at five, six, seven games left. Yeah. So it looks, it's extremely promising for the league. I still stick that we're the only team that'll top 90 points. And if we do that, um, I don't think anybody touches us. Yeah, looking at yeah, Brighton is the fifth. I had this conversation with my brother and he thought that the fifth last game of the season, that would mean that season form has to improve and ours has to fall off a cliff. Fall off a cliff I think, I think a realistic one could be City away. I think the most realistic for me would be Villa at home. That's the sixth game from the end. I'm, I'm, thinking, I'm thinking Palace. You know what? People listening to this are going to be fucking fuming. I think we'll stop. Like yeah. I can, and I can understand that. I can understand yeah. that totally. No, totally. I'm, go, I'm only going on. Yeah. I'm only going on if yeah. everyone kept up yeah. their current form. That's yeah. why you're looking yeah. at Palace. Yeah. I'm not picking a game at all. Yeah. You know, I've I've booked a trip to Liverpool. Yeah. Okay, for so day trippers would like to distance themselves from predicting yeah. <laughs> predicting what game we are going to win the league. And also anything to do with American politics. I'm looking at February. Uh, the you're looking at February. He he wants it done by um, what was it Valentine's Day. Uh, but no, look, all you do in all seasons and anyone that's won a league title will tell you this, you keep your head down and yeah. you keep looking after yourself. Yeah. And once that's you look it. after yourself, everything else will take yeah. care of it. The, the players, the players the are doing that, right? Yeah. Us as fans, we we have waited 30 years. Oh. Mm. And we only have a, a, a few more months to wait. But be yeah. no, be no, be no, um, be no doubt though, if Liverpool go and lose away to Spurs or at home to United, there will be absolute carnage. Oh. Because yeah. that's the state of my Liverpool fans are in. It's such a nervous tension that you know, like when you when you put a, an elastic around your finger and you pull it back with your other finger and you yeah, keep going as yeah. far as I can until you know this is going to hurt when you let yeah. go. That's what Liverpool are on. They're on this tightrope and it's just dragging and dragging and dragging. And eventually, it's going to get to the stage where one defeat and it'll be fucking uproar and the league will be thrown away and to be all sorts of stuff. But that's what the others are waiting on as well. Absolutely, yeah. Sky are waiting on yeah. that. They're sitting there. Sky are Lewis like we're not and not everyone's a Liverpool fan, you know what I mean? No. Sky are Lewis subscriptions. Yeah. <laughs> and that's all they care about. Like they they have to have something that to play for and to, and to sell the point that the league is over in the summer. They're, I don't think their opponents to be allowed to say that because that would just Well Sky have um, lost so much coverage like, yeah. as well. Like, you know, so But it it's it's mad that, you know, everyone that's not a Liverpool supporter is telling us that we have the league wrapped up. And if we mention, and look, a lot of the time I'm saying it, and it's just more in jest than anything else, yeah. you know what I mean? It's just having a bit, oh, he's our arrogant, he's our cocky. We've talked shit for 30 years. Yeah. This is just a year, is it? This is just a, this is a fucking year, end of story. Yeah. And I'm going to be unbearable about it. And if they lose it, fair enough, Twitter will be getting closed, but yeah. <laughs> I can't see it happening. Yeah, everything. The shield will be burned down. Yeah, Dublin will be raised to the ground. Would you stop if we done that? Phil would like be the most happiest in the world yeah. ever, wouldn't he? I think Phil would move in here. He feels like, <laughs> he feels like it could be the breaking of a new dawn yeah. for podcasts. Phil would move in here and be born in it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and happily yeah. so. Yeah, like you know? uh, the one out of 
Game of Thrones, the dragon. Yeah. Oh, Mother yeah. of Dragons. Phil would be the mother Daenerys. of... Daenerys. Yeah. Phil would be all over it. Daenerys, Daenerys Casey just born away in the <laughs> studio. <laughs> He'd love walking it. Walking out alive. Yeah. Yeah, he'd love it. He that would. would happen. Yeah, that would happen. Anyway, we wrap it up there. Uh, I've been your host, Andy Young. Uh, thanks to Gav, Keith, and James on the decks. Talk to you next week. All this week on NBC4, new products to new technology. Susan Hogan is showing you how local restaurants are changing the way we dine in and take out in this new world. Tonight at 6. A new twist on outdoor eating. A lot of it is creating flexibility. How one local restaurant is making their outdoor space mobile, giving you plenty of sunshine and social distance for a stress-free meal. It's all part of restaurant revitalization. Tonight at 6 on NBC4, working for you. Ese último McNugget me toca a mí porque soy la mayor. ¿Y eso qué tiene que ver? Los mayores se respetan. Eso no existe, ¿cierto, mamá? Ya, quédense tranquilas. Aquí hay otra cajita de McNuggets. Respeto, ¿viste? El no hay rivalidad cuando hay McNuggets deal. Hay un deal para cada salida familiar en McDonald's. Compra uno de tus favoritos, como unos McNuggets de 10 piezas, una Big Mac, una Quarter Pounder with Cheese o un Fileo Fish y te llevas otro por un dólar. Por tiempo limitado, precios y participación pueden variar. Válido para un producto de igual o menor valor. Sports Social Podcast Network.